How you guys doing? It's Coach Shaw here, head coach of the uh, Colorado Spartans. Here to support the future legends. These guys are showing out. Uh, flag football tournament. Uh, we're having a blast. Have a few players here. Uh, man, it's going to be a good year for the Spartan Nation. Uh, we're excited. March the 10th, the first preseason game. Come out, represent, and show out for us. How you doing? Mari Silla here, free safety for the Colorado Spartans. We out here supporting the future, the youth. This is what it's all about, man, giving back, you know? So that's why we out here. That's what we're doing. We're doing our jobs. We got all the guys out here right now. And yeah, we're just getting settled in. Broncos, what a matchup. I'm, I'm trying to see the older kids too. That's where you're gonna yeah, see that's, it at. That's where I'm at. But I like the young kids too, man. Remind me of my son. <laughs> I can't wait for my son to start playing sports. What? Happy. I'm going those down. So I'm like, kill, kill. Look at me, Habibi. Look at me, Habibi. Look at me, Habibi. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Inside the Walls Podcast. I am your host, Jim Marie, alongside my partner, Crime, all the way from Omaha, Matt Patton. And below us is the head coach of the Colorado Spartans, none other than Coach Fred Shaw. Coach, welcome to episode 135 of Inside the Walls. How you guys doing? Doing good. I actually like that intro. I actually could do that. I'm yes, not going to do it again. Pretty good. Oh. Uh, Matt knows how I baffle some intros on episodes. And, of course, I know you've watched my shows multiple times because I've seen comments on posts from last year and two years ago about some things I've said or some things my former host used to say that kind of stirred you up a little bit from your past uh, uh, past landing spot in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And speaking of San Antonio, that was your home last year, the last mm -hmm. two years. Now it's Colorado. The transition to Colorado is, from what I've seen from all the posts from social media and all the buzz I'm seeing in Colorado, looks like you are doing some work over there. What's the what's going on in Colorado, Coach? Uh, we're just taking a day at a time. Uh, we're just trying to, uh, you know, just uh, get uh, our organization right where it needs to be. Um, so it's not going to get there in one day or two days. So it's going to take a little time, but these guys are moving in the right direction, and I'm excited about it. And um, we do have to remiss from last year. Mm -hmm. uh, you were the head coach of San Antonio, lost in the first round of the playoffs last year, but you were there for two years. You basically brought the team into the NAL uh, and turned that pro franchise around from uh, a team that struggled early to a team that was very damn good last year. Uh, little mix and bugs happened in the season as football is. Players get hurt and the team leagues balanced out, but – Explain your time uh, experience in San Antonio because I know we got listeners here or watchers here that are former or currently San Antonio fans that are happy to see you on the inside of the walls, but they want to see how everything is going. And again, coaches, your time about San Antonio. Uh, San Antonio, man, uh, like I said, I always said it was first class, uh, great organization, uh, front office, uh, always was, you know, if we needed anything, it was right there for us. Uh, and, and I understand it's a business, though. So, those guys wanted to uh, move in a different direction. And uh, I have nothing uh, nothing bad or negative to say about San Antonio because those guys took care of me for two years. And uh, I was a, it was a blessing being there in San Antonio. I've actually uh, played 
with the Talons in 2012. So, uh, like I said, I love San Antonio. Uh, I went to, you know, war for San Antonio on the field, and I went for war uh, for San Antonio as a coach. And, uh, you know, things don't happen, you know, like you want them to always. And uh, like I said, they went in a different direction, and I wish them nothing but the best. With your transition now into Colorado, how was this offseason for you as a coach from San Antonio now to a new franchise in Fort Collins, Colorado? Uh, it was it was different at first, you know. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, leaving San Antonio, so didn't know which direction that I was going to head in. But uh, it was a blessing, you know. I talked to Tony, which is one of the owners here in San Antonio. I mean, uh, Colorado. Uh, talked to him. Uh, the the next step was history. Uh, uh, those guys been showing me love ever since I've been here in Colorado. So uh, I'm happy, I'm blessed, and uh, I'm ready to get this thing rolling. Speaking of your coaching career, you also had a playing career and of course, San Antonio, but also in the city of Oklahoma for the Oklahoma mm-hmm. Yarders, which I just now recently found out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were, you've been in this industry and in this sport for a long time. You've, you've played against some studs yes. and you've coached against some studs. What is better in your opinion, a player or a coach or what's less responsibilities? <laughs> you just want to play ball or you want to, organize everything uh it's it's tough you know that's a tough one uh because i love the game Uh, honestly at first getting into the arena league i wasn't sure if i you know would love it but once i you know started playing i mean i fell in love with the game so it's definitely a a different game uh it's a special game the fans love it uh the kids i love to you know go on the sideline and you know interact with the kids so that's next to none but uh, I would have to say, as a as a coach, uh, I love coaching more than as a player. You know, it's just it's just different. Uh, calling the play and going out and see the guys execute it. Uh, it's no, it's no better feeling when the play actually works. Matt, you got a coach. You got a question for Greg? Yeah. So um, you know, you talked about um, you know your playing career and you like you like all that kind of stuff. Um, I guess. Uh, kind of talk a little bit about what the what the support has been like there in the city of uh, Colorado Springs and, and that kind of stuff there. Uh, the city is behind us all the way. Uh, everywhere we go, everyone knows about the Spartans. Uh, so the city's behind us. Uh, the only thing that we have to do is win now. You know, I've been a, a head coach uh, going on three years now. Uh, and, you know, I talk a lot of, of trash, you know, uh, but – Nobody's going to remember a first round exit. So it's time to uh, buckle down and actually go win this whole thing. So, like I said, I talk a lot, but it's time to go handle business. I know you talk a lot, coach, because you singled me out in the Sharks <laughs> Arena one game. I'm like, what, what did I do? Yeah, it's uh, all love. Drew Pearson just made the extra point. <laughs> it's all love. Uh, but speaking of which, you. It's grind time. It's no more going out and get sponsors. There's no more trying to sell your product. You got players in meetings or today or happened yesterday, and you got walkthroughs this week. You got a game in two weeks. How did you establish – what was the identity do you want to create in Colorado? What type of players? Uh, what do you want to build here in Colorado that you may have not done in San Antonio? So I wanted guys that, you know, just want to get to the next level. You know, I want to get to the NFL. I wanted guys that, uh, you know, don't want to stay in the, the, the arena league, you know, 
they want to move up, you know, and those are the guys that's that's hungry. And those this guys gonna help you win ball games because they, they locked in, they focus, and you know, they want wins and we want wins. So they know that's that that's what we gotta do, you know, to get to the next level. So uh these guys bought into the system. Um I can see as the first meeting today, uh those guys was just locked in like uh no other team that I've ever coached. So uh, I'm excited about it. How how did you put the coaching staff together? Well, uh, Coach uh, Coach Brooks, man, uh, I just watched a lot of film. You know, uh, he reached out. Uh, the owner reached out to me and was like, "Hey, you know, uh, I think we got a you know uh, defensive coordinator, you know, in mind." So, and I was like, "Well, send me his film. Let me uh, check it out." You know, and uh, I watched a little bit of his film from last year, uh, him coaching. And uh, this guy is uh, he's definitely he's definitely what I need on the defensive side. And this is going to be my uh, first time just uh, calling the offense. Uh, the last two years I was calling offense and defense. So uh, just to have him on this side and uh, just to hear him speak to the players. And uh, I can relate to that. The way he's uh, he's uh, talking to those guys, uh, I would say the same thing if I was on that side. But so uh, Coach Brooks is going to be definitely a, a plus for us on the defensive side. Yeah, Coach, you were talking about, uh, you know, camp starting this week with a walkthrough and then, you know, I'm sure you're going to get into some practices, you know, you got to make those cuts and stuff after that preseason game. But what was your favorite part of camp as a player, first of all? And then what are you looking forward to most in this season as being a coach of this new franchise and going into training camp? As a player, it was just like just meeting uh, the other guys that was going to be next to me, you know, uh, you know, you got to get to know if you want to have a good team, you got to bond with uh, your players, your teammates. And that's what was the special thing to me, just getting to know the guys next to me and then going out and perform. Um, as a coach, man, I'm just, uh, like I said, right now just preparing and getting these guys in the meetings and just giving them the playbooks and all this good stuff and just watching them be locked in, man. It's no it's no other feeling that I'd rather have right now because the, the team that I brought here in Colorado, those guys are ready to play. One thing I noticed from the past, especially in San Antonio, your teams uh, represent you. Yes, your how your mentality is, how your coaching style is. You can see it in your organization's last two years. San Antonio had a different little vibe to it early in the year. Like you guys were, no matter what, if it was a one possession game late, you guys were winning the game. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, there's things that happen in the season that is out of your control, out of my control. It just happens. Football is weird. It bounces one direction. Everything collapses. I see in a lot of players that you brought in, you brought a lot of players, in my opinion, that have been with organizations like the Spokane Shock, have been with organizations like Sioux City and Billings in the past, a part of winning organizations. Was that a key for you to bring these players that actually have experience on other winning organizations? Or was it just, I'm going to go find my own dudes, I'm going to watch their film, recruit them, and get them here no matter what? Yeah, it was definitely watching the film. Uh and the guys that we brought in, uh, like just uh, Troy Evans, he was in. He's like the all-time leading rusher in the IFL. So you got to have a guy like that on your team. Uh, and the other guys is just like watching film, man. They, I can relate to those guys as a player, as a coach. Uh, they, they play hard, and that's what I want. I want hard, hard-nosed football players. And the guys that I brought uh, to this team this year, man, those guys are going to play hard to the last second. Uh, so. That's what it's about, man. It's about uh, playing to the end, to the fourth quarter, to the uh, scoreboard hit zeros, and, uh, you know, hope for the best at the end. 
And you maybe touched on a little bit already, Coach, but what what should fans that are watching this episode, uh, like what should they be prepared to see from a Coach Fred Shaw coached football team? Uh, just, you know, we, we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun, mm -hmm. man, and we're going to put a lot of energy out there. So those guys are going to enjoy the game, and uh, we're going to be professionals, you know. Uh, we're going to be professionals on the field, off the field, and we're going to put on for our community. Uh, and we're going to win ball games. That's what it's about, winning ball games. Uh, nobody want to come and see losers. So uh, we understand the mission. Uh, those guys are locked in. We're ready to go. And uh, we're ready to put on for the city of Colorado. Well, Coach, one thing about the indoor slash arena game, no matter if it's too high motion or one motion, man, you have to have a single caller. You've coached some uh, talented players. You've coached one of the most journeyman quarterbacks in this industry and in Robert Kent. You had Jalvin Kill go for a little bit. And, and you also had Arvell Nelson, who is, um, till this day, still throwing touchdowns. Um, what were you looking at in a quarterback? I see that you have a, you signed one this week mm -hmm. and Jason uh, Whittaker. Uh, yeah. What, what was in Jason that you liked and why did you uh, pursue him to be your QB here in Colorado? Uh, he's just a first-class guy, man, and he can slang the rock. Uh, like I said on the post, he can he can definitely slang the rock, and he's a true professional. Uh, he's never played the arena game, but I know what it takes. I know what the type of arm that you need uh, to deliver certain passes, and he has every tool to uh, come out and execute in arena football, and I'm excited about him, man. Uh, he's going to do big things for this uh, arena uh, this year, and uh, it's a lot more teams is going to be looking at Jason and trying to get him next year on their team that's a guarantee well knowing you you've had some gunslingers on your team sure. both robert kent and nelson they're quarterbacks that just sling it that yeah. that's their bread and butter and certain teams in the nl last year that we looked around like malik henry had that 600 yard performance that one mm -hmm. game over in west texas um and you look at jacksonville sam castronova different style of quarterbacks but you've always had a gunslinger behind center does jason represent based on the film you've seen is he that gunslinger type of quarterback that you're used to having on your team yes yeah, he's definitely man he's he's standing at six five uh so he's definitely going to be able to see over the pocket but when the balls leave his hand it's just he's just ripping it out man with ease so uh i'm excited i'm very excited about seeing what he's going to bring to the table this year and uh, we have another run, uh, quarterback named Skelton, man. He's just the true hard-nosed runner. He can pass. He can do it all. So uh, in the quarterback room, we're going to have a you know tough decision, but uh, that's a good problem to have. So I'm excited. Also, you brought players. Uh, one guy that I think is going to be someone that you need to uh, talk about is this, this dude, mm -hmm. 295 pounds, uh, Campbell from the University of Florida. I've watched him play at University of Florida. Yeah. That that just goes back to uh, the, the hard-nosed football players that we it's want a dog. on the team. <laughs> yeah. We want to, uh, you know, we want dogs on this team. And uh, he's just one of them, man. He's just one of them. We got a bunch of rookies on that defensive side. But every rookie that we brought in, man, is a dog. And uh, they're ready to go get it. And uh, it's going to be it's gonna be tough, man, here come cut days uh, time. So it's going to be tough. But like I said, it's a good thing to ha have a problem to have. And uh, these guys are definitely going to make it tough on me and Coach Brooks, man. But it's, it's a sight, and I'm ready for it. But, yeah, he's a dog. He's definitely a dog. I know in the arena game, 
you were very actually early in the season. You were the best team in the NAL doing it. And you had a kicker that was kicking it with ease. And Drew Pearson. Mm-hmm. Kicker. You got Billy from Billings, who's coming here. Uh, if you haven't watched his film, ladies and gentlemen, go watch him over in Billings last year. The guy was a damn good kicker for indoor rules. Now there's nets. Um, the question is, I tell this to coaches, are you going to deuce every down, every time, like you did last year, or are you going to play strategic and, like, you know, play field position? Because if you're Shaw from last year, I expect you to kick a lot of deuces. So that's just my opinion. Yeah, we're definitely going to go for the deuces, uh, but, you know, it, it, we're going to – we're gonna keep we're gonna keep that one a secret right now. I don't want to <laughs> give too much on that, but we're definitely gonna kick our deuces. Matt, yeah, coach. Uh, you know, you talk a lot about Colorado and all that, and Colorado's got a rich history in the indoor game. So, when you were first coming in, did you have any trouble recruiting guys to come to Colorado because it is a uh, expansion franchise, or was it pretty much like, hey, it's Colorado, this is what we're doing, and guys were were pretty excited and locked in from the beginning? Oh no, these guys are locked in. Uh, this guy's still calling my phone right now, trying to uh, join the team. So. Uh, recruiting guys wasn't an issue at all. It's just uh, about having the right guys in your organization that's going to, like I said, going to be professionals on and off the field. And that's what we look for. So uh, I feel like we got the right group and, uh, you know, we're going to do big things here in Colorado. Did it, did it, and, and you can speak about this a little bit or whatever, but did it help a little bit too that you guys have established teams like Omaha and Sioux City coming into the same league that you're in and maybe talk from a coaching aspect, uh, kind of what it means to have two established franchises like that. I mean, Omaha, the longest running professional indoor football franchise in America, uh, you know, and Sioux City's right there behind them. So what did that mean having those teams in the NAL this year? I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna bring two teams in the NAL, those are the two teams that you want to bring in. Guys like that. So uh, those guys are at next level uh, professionals. Like I said, uh, they've been dominating whatever league they've been playing in. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about those two teams, and uh, they're gonna represent the NAL, you know, the right way. Uh, so uh, I'm excited about those guys. Talk about the organization as we are. What's the buzz around Fort Collins from your sponsors, for your partnerships to the tickets, the fans, even kids? Because we had a video earlier that you had an NFL event at a Legends event. It looked like there was a bunch of kids out there having fun with the players. And so it seems like the team and the city are already mingling with each other. Um, what's the buzz like? Everyone's excited. Everyone's excited. Uh, the sponsorship, I've never, ever, like in like two years of coaching, I've never seen the sponsorship come in rolling in like it is now. So uh, that's exciting. Uh, everybody's buying in in Colorado. So uh, you can't go anywhere without them knowing about the Spartans right now. So that's in Greeley, uh, Loveland, Fort Collins. So our surrounded area, man, we, we're locked in and we're loaded. So uh, I, I, like I said, I can only hope, you know, that, uh, that when, when the first game come, that we'll sell out that arena. And it's looking good. It's looking real good that we're going to sell it out. Well, I know you're very close to a major university in Colorado, not Deion Sanders' major university. I'm talking about mm-hmm. the Colorado uh, State University. Mm-hmm. Is there any college theme nights coming? Because I guarantee if you have cheap beer sales, college kids will make that little travel to that arena and pack that place out for a, a theme night that's cheap beer. How I know, 
It's happened here in Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have a few theme nights. Uh, uh, I think that's still in the works, but uh, we're, we're definitely excited about the Colorado State in Colorado. Those guys uh, just try to get a little connect with those guys for the time we've been out here. And uh, it's going to it's going to work out. Uh, the thing we have to do is just win, you know, and uh, once we start winning, we'll get recognition and those guys will come uh, falling in, you know, so we, we handle our business. Everything else will, uh, take place. Out of the teams that are in the league, which teams are you? I know you played Carolina before, and I know you got some mm -hmm. unfinished business with the yeah. Cobras from last year. Uh, but there are teams in the league, Idaho, Sioux City, Topeka, and Omaha, and, and Oklahoma. And there's another, Ed in Oklahoma. Yeah. Any interesting matchup you're looking forward to? Or are you, like every player we've talked to and every other coach we've talked to, we're, we're only focusing on game one. Um, any matchups, or are you focusing on camp and just getting ready for the preseason game that's next week? Oh, yeah, definitely the preseason game. Uh, you know, we just worry about the games that's on our schedule. But I can tell you that I'm excited about going to Omaha, places that I've never been, you know, uh, uh, before I heard all about it. Uh, like I said, I heard that this first-class organization is loud. Uh, it's a lot of banging. So uh, I I'm excited about it. I mean, like I said, I'm excited. Uh, another one is uh, Carolina. You said it. Unfinished business. Uh, uh, left a bad taste in my mouth last year, and uh, those guys beat us. I believe three straight games. So I'm looking forward to those guys right there. Uh, and it's all love with those guys. It's no like ill will towards them or anything. So I'm just just looking forward to playing those guys. A lot of familiar faces in that, on that Carolina team from last year. So well, could get a little feisty, but. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people who watch this podcast, and especially if they're fans here in Colorado, remember, go buy your tickets. Um, is there anywhere they can call, Coach, uh, for the tickets, or is it all through the website? Yeah, it's coloradospartans.com. You just go to the website, um, and you it'll pop right up, man. Uh, just go out and get your tickets right now because you don't want to miss this show. And I tell fans this. I guarantee Matt tells his uh, fans as well to avoid Ticketmaster. Call the organization. Yes. That's the way you get away. Yes. It's like, I'm not going to pay those $50 fine or fines, $50 fees for two tickets. No, just call the organization. They get good deals. I know we're nine, 10 ish days. So we're in training camp. Mm -hmm. How is a Fred Shaw training camp put together? So we just, uh, we're professionals, man. I don't want none of my players hitting the ground, uh, rolling around, tripping up over each other. Uh, we're just doing everything the right way. Uh, mm -hmm. Everything is not going to be perfect the first few days, but uh, as long as we keep on working at it, uh, we're going to get it right where we need it come game one. And uh, the young guys that we uh, brought in, those guys are handling everything perfect, man. So uh, me as a coach, I'm hard on these guys, but they also know that I love them. You know what I'm saying? I don't bring one player in that I don't care about. So uh, I'm tough on you, but I also love you. And, uh, you know, I just want you to do the right thing, and I want you to shine. I want you I want you out of the NAL, and I want you moving on to the next level. And that's my only goal. If I can get you to the next level, uh, we all succeed, and we all, we're all happy in the organization. But that's me. That's that's what type of coach I am. I love the game. I'm passionate about it. And uh, that's pretty much it. It's Coach Shaw. Coach, like, uh, 
like Jim said, you guys got about 10 days or so until you've got that preseason game. Heading into that game, what are you looking for, I guess? Like, is, is your thing more of like, hey, I got to get as many guys in the game as possible to see what we've got? Or are you really looking to fill like, you know, those last few spots that are like, hey, who do I need to cut? That kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's going to be more of the, you know, the guys on the bubble, just seeing what those guys have and we can bring to the table. Uh, as far as the starters, you know, we'll – figure that out the first week and, uh, you know, we'll make some, you know, uh, we'll make the schedule on who we're going to play, who we're not going to play, and we'll go from there. But it's mainly the guys that's going to be on the bubble. Uh, we're not going to have a bunch of guys out there that's going to be playing week one, uh, playing in a preseason game. I'm just not a believer of that. What's the max roster size this year in the NAL? I believe it's still 21. 21? Okay. Mm -hmm. That's tough. Especially yeah. you bring, what, 40 dudes in? Yeah, we brought 40 this uh this year. So last year I believe it was what 35 maybe. I don't know. 35. So you're yeah. Telling 19 players, oh good luck. That that yeah. stinks. Good luck. <laughs> that really yeah. does stink. And it, it's gonna be tough because we got a, a great group of guys, man. We got a great group of guys. So it's gonna be but tough. it's also the relationships because you might cut somebody and they may be on the free mark free agent market for a couple mm -hmm. of weeks and they might have an opportunity two more weeks from now. And you can give them a call and they come right back. So 100%. I, like, I tell players this, like, if you get cut from a team, don't don't give up. Like, you're on their short list to get called back. Like, trust In me. Injuries happen. Great example is uh, hit Stick Kearney from last year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was on the roster earlier in the year, and he came in halfway, and he shined. And now yeah. he's in – I think he's in San Diego now. I think that he's over to the strike force. Yep. So he's yep. he's gone to a now I think he's might be a starter over there. So I'm proud of him. That yeah. just that's another guy that again, you you're scouting. No one heard of heard of him. No. He comes in. He was he actually the reason why he got his nickname, he hit somebody. I forgot who he knocked out. Uh, West West Texas. I believe it was the running back at the time. Yeah, uh, and, and, and next week it was on my show. <laughs> because of the hits. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, gotta get him on the show. Yeah. Uh but you find diamonds in the rough. That's why I tell – I've talked to a lot of coaches, and they've always said it's not the big names. It's not the Darius Princes. It's not the Devin Wilsons of the mm -hmm. world. It's the Hitstick Kearneys. It's the Pierre Turners. It's the ones that are not big names. You had a lot of them in San Antonio that were part of the early birth of the San Antonio in the AAL era with Cody Brooks, and they've turned out to be – come up to be big stars in San Antonio. How hard – is it to find those diamond and roughs in this industry? Because it's just not you recruiting them. There's like, well, especially this offseason, there's like thousands of these teams now apparently that are yeah. recruiting these same players. How hard is it to recruit against those other teams to get you to get them into your squad? I just I just don't try to compete with those guys. If uh if it's a guy going back and forth with me against uh you know Carolina, Carolina, you can have them because it's a million guys out here, you know, that they want to ball and they want to make plays and uh, want to get to the next level. So I don't concern myself with competing with the, the other team or trying to get, you know, players that, hey, I really want this guy, you know, but, you know, I want to go to, you know, Albany, but I don't know, you know, so I don't get involved with any of that stuff. I just, if I want a player, I reach out to him. If he uh, said, you know, I got a few offers everywhere else, well, take those offers and, uh, we'll go in a different direction because, uh, like I said, we have a million players that want to be here. And uh, I want players that want to be a Colorado Spartan, not going back and forth, you know, 
uh, between two teams and, you know, trying to make certain deals. So it's guys that want to be here. Those guys are here, and I'm excited about it. Has the university reached out to you, Colorado State, especially uh, the football side of things? Uh, as of right now, no, we they haven't reached out. But uh, I'm making my way, you know, towards that that way. So I've been there a few times, you know, just uh, meeting and greeting a little bit in uh, Colorado as well. So uh, we're definitely going to get it. Once we start winning, get the buzz going, those guys will fall in. I said they have some dudes. Yeah. They're D1 yeah. football players. There's some players on there that won't get to their chance to the UFL or XFL. And they could be their home. And if they're from that area, hey, well, go play for your hometown team for a couple of seasons and make your way uh, move up. So that's one thing when Colorado got established, I'm like, are they where the old Colorado Ice used to play, which is the Blue Arena, which you are in Blue Arena? I was like, oh, yeah, that's Colorado State. They got to jump on that Colorado State bandwagon as much yes. as possible. Yes. Uh, that's a college town. Yeah. I went to college. You went to college. Matt went to college. We know mm -hmm. how college towns are. Sure. Like, you got to ride the college wave, honestly. Sure. Uh, but speaking but outside of Colorado, you, you've been in San Antonio. You've played the arena game. Now you're a coach. You see how the industry has, you know, how both sides of the industry is. As a person right now in this day and age, are you happy of being a coach and doing what you're doing? Or do you have ambition in the future to make that next step to be probably an owner or a GM? Is there any, or you just want to be the, the best coaches you can be? Or is there any plans in the future of making that next step? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely uh, – I just love being a coach right now. Like I said, uh, my only goal is right now is just trying to get the gold ball, you know. Uh, and then after that, you know, we'll, you know, move forward. But uh, right now, I can tell you, honestly, my only goal is 100% to win a championship and bring it back to Colorado. So uh, I don't look past that. Yeah, so, Coach, we've talked a lot about, you know, your coaching style, kind of that kind of thing, your playing career. Um, I'm always curious to find out from from guys like you, do you have an all-time favorite player that maybe when you were playing you tried to model your game after? And then also maybe a coach that influenced you or an all-time favorite coach that you're trying to model yourself after um, in your coaching career? Or do you just kind of try to, you know, pave your own path? Uh, it's about uh, taking something from everybody, you know, that I've uh, met in the arena game, you know, and, uh, you know, just mixing my style with it. Uh, so it's a lot of great coaches in arena football. And uh, I don't know if you guys heard of Jarrell Jackson or Al Hunt, but those guys are, are legendaries in uh, arena football. So uh, as a player, I uh, try to, like, you know, watch those two guys. And uh, those guys taught me in the arena game. But uh, honestly, uh, my coach in uh, San Antonio, Lee Johnson, uh, I believe he's in San Antonio as an assistant coach right now. Uh, he was a, a great arena coach for me. And, you know, I just I like his style of coaching. So I definitely took a few things from his page, his book. And uh, it's, it, like I said, Coach Gibson, uh, uh, Coach Minaj, all those guys are great coaches. So, uh, you know, you, you watch those guys and, you, you know, you just try to take a little bit from them and then, you know, put your, your mix in and then, you know, you go from there and hopefully it works. So I'm, I'm okay with my coaching style. Uh, like I said, I love the game. So I don't think it's anyone that's going to uh, bring as much energy as me as a head coach uh, on game night. Awesome. 
Go ahead, man. You got the floor, man. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, sorry about that. Uh, so, coach, uh, you know, we've seen we've seen a lot of things uh, happen this off season with indoor football and just like the landscape of the game and all kinds of different you know different movements and things like that, but. From your perspective, how do you feel the state of the indoor or arena football game is currently in the in the climate of all things that are going on? Uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. Uh, you never know. You never know with arena football, man. And uh, I, like I said, I love this game. I love this game. I fell in love with it a long time ago. And uh, I just wish that we can all merge, you know, into one league, man, like the best of the best. Like, and we just get – one big league going and just just battle it out, man, because that's what that's what arena footballs need. You know, we need teams that stick around, man. And we just need the great organizations to be in one league and just ride it out. You know, if you want to have an AF2 or, you know, stuff like that, uh, that's fine. But we need one league and we need to merge and we need to just, you know, compete, man, because we, we have that's a lot music of music to my ears as a fan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, sounds so all, a, it sounds a, perfect. That's but, a dream world for Jim and I. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. dream world, but we all three know, and there's a lot of people watching us. That's it's tough, very hard to do. Yes, it is, and it's a lot of people and a lot of power powerful places have to to relinquish their shield, as we want to mention, like the Spartans, and that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. um, but as a person who's loved the game for twenty some odd years. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's amazing. We say something and someone jumps down on your throat, like, wow, nah, 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 nah. like he's okay. Fine. My bad. And I just ruined your, it, it, it's the industry in this day and age, yeah, but part of it. Yeah. coach, well, I was just curious I, oh, from, uh, from my perspective, sorry, Jim, I didn't mean to jump on you there, but <laughs> I was no, just curious good. from a, a perspective of a fan who's been watching the indoor style game late, uh, the last several years without the, the rebound nets and all that. As a coach, how do you feel that those rebound nets play into the strategy and the uh, game planning for you as as a coach? Well, me as a coach uh, and, and a player, that's all I know is the rebound net. So uh, I haven't played or coached one year without it. So uh, that's really all I know. So uh, we can do a lot off that net. So I love it, honestly. Uh, I don't want the nets to go anywhere. Uh, that's I like the Nets. I've always liked the Nets. They they can reward you with the great victories, and they can punish you dearly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's a couple of plays I wanted to talk about from last year. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them is the most memorable one that made a lot of my hype videos last year in the National Arena League was the play to Kali Rashad at the buzzer in Albany. Mm -hmm. And the other play is... It, are we still collecting people's knees after Kali Rashad deadlegged half the Orlando Predator squad? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Kali Rashad, man, I love that kid. Uh, he's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, but uh, the last play in Albany, man, uh, I honestly just asked those guys, what do y'all feel comfortable with, man? This is it. Y'all guys are wanting us on the field right now. Uh, what do you feel comfortable with? Uh, we all came up with the, the right play. And uh, he's, he's a dog. He's a dog. Uh, I seen it in his eyes. And we wanted to find a way to get him the ball. And uh, it worked out for us. It worked out for us. If you look, uh, the Jack came out the box twice. Uh, yeah. So either way, uh, he Kylie Rashad is just a different animal when it comes to arena football. And uh, San Antonio got themselves a superstar.
Well, you're going to make Trayvon Shorts get mad at us now. Thank you, Coach. Uh, I'm good. Uh, he, he's, he's a great player as well, too. So uh, that guy gave us problems last year. Uh, so I have nothing but love for him. So he's going to do good Iron things. Iron Man of the Year, right. by the way, last year. Yeah. Well, also, think about Iron Man. It's not happening this year. What's your yeah. feelings about that? Uh, you know, it, it's it's all good. Uh, you know, I went to – to uh, you know, I didn't I didn't love to have my receivers going on the defensive side, you know, because those guys wasn't familiar with the the defense and uh, you know, defense and arena man. Anybody just can't go over there and just try to lock up a receiver that's coming at you 100 miles an hour. So uh, it's kind of different, but uh, we adjusted to it last year, and the guys had a lot of heart. So, uh, but this year, you know, I just I feel like it's you know we're moving in the right direction and. Uh, for my receivers and my linemen to be able to stay on one side and the defense be able to play defense, man, I love that. Well, throw back to my last year with the connections with Jacksonville. I've, I've a lot of friendships with players there. Big Justin Renfro, mm-hmm. uh, Car- uh, Big Carter, big mm-hmm. offensive line, D lineman dudes. Yeah, I, I remember talking to them after one game here in Jacksonville. I'm like, you guys don't move on kickoffs. And they're like, you run your <laughs> big self down there. <laughs> like, Big dudes don't like running they on don't kickoffs. Move. They, they don't. don't. They, they don't. don't. Or they 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 lazy and then they get, end up getting hurt. And it's just like you know, it's just we got to change it. And uh, like I said, I think it's a good thing this year. You know. What's your I think it also probably helps with. I think it also probably helps with longevity of the careers. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. You don't want those three hundred pounders running down, and uh, you know those. 300 pounders like to wear soccer shoes too. And, you know, like, I'm like, man, get some bigger shoes on, man. You're 300 pounds. You're going to break your ankle. So you try to run down full speed on kickoff and it, it never works. So coach, the, uh, you talked a little bit about liking the non iron man. Is there any other couple of rules maybe that you're really excited to be able to be, you know, have at your disposal this year or any kind of, you know, rules that also maybe you're like not really sure how it's going to work out. Uh, it's definitely a, a different rule changes in the playbooks right now, but uh, we don't concern ourselves with that. You know, we read the rule book and we go forward, we move forward. Everybody has to play with the rules, so uh, good luck. So uh, we try to do our best, you know, and uh, we're going to make mistakes. Everything's not going to be perfect the first uh, few weeks, but we're definitely going to adjust and we're going to uh, make sure that the guys is definitely where they need to be. One, we're wrapping up. We're at the 40-minute mark. We don't want a lot of the fans to stick around. They, you know, Colorado, it's beautiful weather for Colorado right now. They should be either chilling or skiing if there's still snow. Is there still snow on the ground in Colorado? Yes, yeah, no? it, it was snowing this morning, so I was thinking about going to ski uh, tomorrow morning. It was March and it's snowing? Yeah. God, yeah so it, it's, it's different. It's different. Yeah, I got, uh, I got one. I got one more question, really quick, if we can, uh, Coach. I know you know you're just starting with camp or whatever. You guys are just getting into town, whatever. Maybe meetings, things like that. But you got to have at least one or two guys on each side of the ball that you are expecting to be guys that are just going to be absolute studs. So give the fans watching maybe a name on offense and defense that they should really keep their eye on this year in the National Arena League for the Spartans. Uh, so Troy Evans, uh, one of our running backs. Uh, receivers. Uh, he's definitely going to dominate the game. And uh, both our quarterbacks, I just feel like those guys are going to do uh, amazing things, you know, uh, on the offensive side. And then, uh, like we said, we got Jeff, uh, which was one of our big defensive linemen. 
and uh, that guy right there too, man. All those guys are going to make plays for us, and I'm excited, man. Those guys look good on those pictures, though. But uh, even in person, man, they look better. So I will tell you that. And he's a monster as well, too. So those guys are going to show up, and they're going to show out. And uh, I can tell you right now that Colorado is uh, definitely going to be in the big spot in the big stage where we need to be at the end of the season. Oh, he almost guaranteed something. Ah, Coach Zuzu, pretty good at that. Gotta have, <laughs> you got to have confidence. So and these guys, uh, it's going uh, to go – you know, fall over to those players, and uh, they're going to go out there and dominate. So uh, we're excited, man. So next week you're playing home to the Northern Colorado Nightmare in the Blue Center or Blue Arena. Um, where can fans get tickets? Is it going to be on YouTube, or is it just just be the live event and to watch the action live? We'll uh, we'll definitely update it uh, on our website. Uh, so I don't want to give you guys the wrong information right now, but we'll we'll update it. So uh, just be looking for all the information, and uh, we'll get it to you as soon as possible, man. But just know that we're going to put on the show, and we're going to show out for the fans. And uh, I, I believe it is on YouTube. I believe it's going to stream on YouTube. So uh, you guys tune in. Any final questions there, Matt? No, I'm good, Coach. Uh, looking forward to having you guys come to Omaha and uh, getting a chance to – to play your team, and I, I think you guys are going to turn some heads in the league this year, so good luck. Uh, nice to meet you, Matt. Uh, Jim, always fun, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's episode 135 of Inside the Walls podcast. Coach, stay on after this. I uh, want to talk to you about something. And for the fans out there, go to coloradospotters.com, get your ticket information, updated schedule information will be releasing hopefully by the end of the week. Uh, preseason action. For three teams next week. Next week, we will be visiting the upper state of Idaho in the Horsemen. I'm Jim. That's Matt. That's Coach Shaw. This has been episode 135 of Inside the Walls podcast. And we'll see you guys next Monday.